0: everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Recruitment Roundup podcast, which is brought to you by BMS Performance. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, BMS Performance is a specialist sales and marketing recruitment consultancy. For the last 30 years, we've been helping businesses across the UK recruit for vacancies at every level. I'm your host, Mike Leather, and every week I'll be joined by a new guest where we'll get stuck into the latest trends in regards to recruitment. We'll talk about insights, we share ideas, we share experiences, and ultimately, we look to provide value to fundamentally help you, you whether or not you're a hiring manager, a business leader or part of an internal talent team to recruit smarter, faster and more effectively. Welcome, everyone, to season two of the Recruitment Roundup podcast brought to you by BMS Performance. We are really excited to bring you another season packed full of tips, advice and strategies to make your life recruiting sales and marketing talent much easier Joined today, I am by my colleague. Her name is Tina Vine. Tina, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: My pleasure. Excited for this conversation. So for everyone listening, Tina's been at BMS for 13 and a half years. She um, was one of the few people that joined us actually already having a successful career in recruitment dating back to 1998. So 25 years in the industry, working with uh, numerous amounts of clients across a variety of industry sectors. Tina is a managing consultant within our technical, technical division, where her role is split between the office and home. Um, Tina is one of the most passionate people I've ever met. in in recruitment um she takes absolute pride in everything that she does and finding the right roles for her candidates and the right people for her clients as well as being a managing consultant at bms tina is also a mom of two teenage boys so kept very very busy on all fronts so delighted to have you on with us today tina
1: thanks mike
0: all right my pleasure so for this first podcast of season two we wanted to kick off by talking about five interview topics that our clients, recruitment leaders, HR, talent acquisition, anyone that's involved in the recruitment process may or may not be able to incorporate into their interviews too. Perhaps, you know unearth some soft skills that they might not have um previously thought about trying to find within candidates that they're interviewing and then we've got two we've got a couple of practical tips as well at the end which are very um very congruent to the market that we're working in at the moment. So, the first topic we're going to cover, and the first theme is emotional intelligence. And for me, this is a really, really big topic at the moment. Um, sales, more than ever now, is an absolute roller coaster, whether you're working in the service sector, whether you're working selling a product, a medical device, um, IT technology, it is a hard market, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. It's more difficult to make sales, it's harder to get companies to. Um, Part with their um, part with their investments, part with their revenue in order to buy your products and services. So more often than not, people are faced with more no's than yeses. Ever more so at the moment. So this idea of emotional intelligence essentially means pe- people be able to react well to situations that might go against them, as well as not getting too high on the highs. I would say, and it's about incorporating this subject into your interviews so that you can find those individuals that have got good levels of emotional intelligence because if we're not doing that and we're bringing someone into the team who has very little to no emotional intelligence then they can certainly turn out to be the more negative um types of people types of um individuals within team in in my experience what do you think mm-hmm. tina
1: yeah and it's it's an interesting one isn't it because a- in my very nice introduction you gave me, and thank you for that, you were talking about me being passionate and I am very passionate, but that does mean sometimes I can react um, in a (laughs) non-logical way to a situation. And I think emotional intelligence, if you can start understanding where a potential Employee would, where you sit on a spectrum, if you like, with that, you can then help develop that skill in a potential new recruit. So it's understanding how they would react to a certain situation, or is it just be a knee jerk reaction, which of course can sometimes make us great salespeople. So yeah, it's a really. We were talking about this and talking about how you would incorporate it into an interview, and it's it's actually getting uh, potential candidates to talk about examples where they've demonstrated emotional intelligence yeah. in their sales position.
0: Yeah, yeah. What what are the questions do you think? Um, again, for, for 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 our audience listening to this, we want to equip them with some questions to bring into their tool, their their interviewing toolkit that they could ask to. Yeah. um to, to, to uncover answers on this subject.
1: Yeah. And I think that just picking up on what you said there, it is about um, you know, if we can give our clients just a few extra things in their toolkit yeah. just to bring out an interview, it's it's so useful. So, you know, when something goes wrong or against you in a sales environment, how do you remain balanced and not dwell on it? Right, how do question. you take the emotion out and look at the facts? You know, and this is, 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 it'd be quite a good question to ask potential um, candidates, potential employees, you know, how have you done that? You know, give an example of when you've demonstrated that in the sales where you're doing at the moment or perhaps your previous sales position. And get them thinking about perhaps a sale that didn't go the way they wanted or a candidate that took a counteroffer, as in the case of sales recruitment. And then what you did, what you had in your locker to back that up
0: yeah yeah brilliant yeah if I can just dovetail with a couple of mine off the back of that as well I think it's great to ask um, candidates what their understanding is is of emotional intelligence Um, give an example of when they feel that they've reacted well to a situation give an example of when they reacted poorly to a situation um, a couple that more could be to, personal to as well,
1: that. couldn't it? Doesn't it doesn't just can. have to be in a work environment, it could be something, you know, we've yeah. all got challenges outside of work, you know, especially having, I know your your girls are a lot younger than my yeah. boys, the teenage boys, but there's different challenges there and it's Absolutely. how you react to situations.
0: Yeah, because emotional intelligence is, is everything, you're quite right, it's professional and it's personal and as um, hiring managers, sales leaders, emotional intelligence is also a skill that you want to develop yep. and we want to help people yep. become better not just in the workplace but in the personal lives as well
1: I absolutely certainly yeah and I think that really um makes for a good work-life balance as well because if you're if you're going for an interview with a company that is thinking about your emotional intelligence not just in the workplace which obviously is absolutely key because we know sales can be a roller coaster but it's also giving you skills outside and it is a skill that can be taught as well I think they're the type of companies that people want to join as well because they're looking after your well-being so it's a great it's it's um a really interesting topic and it's it's I would say it's quite new to me because I've done this job for 25 years. I've never come across this in 1998, but now there's so many really great articles on it. And to talk to a potential um, new recruit about what their understanding of emotional intelligence is, if they're not sure, talking to them about about it, understanding how they deal with the situation, I think could really help identify a future leader for your business.
0: I do as well. I do as well. Great. Okay, so let's move on. So point two, intrinsic motivations. So I love this. Um, what is intrinsic motivation? For anyone thinking, hmm, I've heard motivation, but intrinsic motivation seems a little bit ambiguous to me.
1: Yeah, it's what really drives you. So it's what you do, because you want to do it because you get enjoyment from it because you absolutely love it. So it could be sport, you know, you do it, um, you want to be the best 100 meter sprinter, like Usain Bolt, because you've got that absolute pleasure from it, not just because actually I'm pretty good at running I might just go and do it because it gives me something to do yeah. it's the thing that really drives you and it's so important with salespeople because you know I think we sort of all get tarred with the same brush of oh what are you motivated by money well if, yeah. that's your byproduct of doing yeah. well that's your applause if you like yeah intrinsic motivation is what really drives you um where the deaf you know the other side of that is extrinsic extrinsic motivation yeah. um yeah. you know and that's just do, learning a task or a new skill because you've been told to you know yeah. so that intrinsic motivations are so important because if you know what your goal is your motivation is your desire to to get there
0: yeah this is definitely a subject that does not get asked enough because if i think about the um interview feedback that we take and put to a candidate and we say right what sort of questions questions are you were you asked Often it'll be what motivates you, what drives you, and people will say money, and um, recognition, a career pathway, but they are, are just motivations that are fueled by the intrinsic motivation. The yep. Intrinsic motivation could be a fear, you know, someone yep. could be motivated Absolutely. by money because yeah. they've got a family and they are, you know, fearful of... You know, been not being able to provide for the family so they've got this yes. intrinsic motivation then coming from that is a protection of you know the, yep. their family you know to go a bit deep here but that's yes. the intrinsic motivation Plenty of others as well, isn't yeah.
1: there? But it's it's also, I mean, if I look at myself, you know, one of my intrinsic motivations is to, um, you know, be financially um, independent and, yeah. and have that wealth because I, d- I didn't grow up with anything. You know, my mum and dad tried their yeah. best, but we grew up on a council estate in London, you know, yeah. and, and money was really scarce. And I don't want to ever feel that fear of what happens when the electricity meter runs out which we used to have, you know, so it, that, and and yes, it could be a fear, but it's a real driver. And I think um, it's so important for companies to really get to that. And I I don't think it is personal because I think if you understand an individual's intrinsic motivation and their desire to succeed, you can align it to where your company's looking to go. And if you get an individual's goal and you understand what their goal is and what their drivers are to achieve that goal, and then where the company's going if it matches up it's a pretty good fit for the company and the candidate yeah and again that's your future leaders you're getting somebody who can do the role now but it's so important
0: i think as, as, a, as a leader as well and, and speaking as, as as one um myself really knowing what those intrinsic motivations are helps you massively with your relationship with um that salesperson and really knowing what drives yeah. them but also to make sure that you're helping them on that journey to where they really, really, really want to get to. And you know why yep. it's important to them as well. So,
1: absolutely. But can I just say, Mike, just we move on, I, I, we're not taking away from getting a good salesperson that wants to earn a lot of money. Of course not. Oh,
0: absolutely not.
1: But what we don't want is just people that we're going to put in front of our clients and they just say money, because of course, then you have your danger of that person being either counter offerable or joining your business. And five months later, somebody else comes along with 10 grand more and they're gone. You know, so money is your byproduct of doing well, but it's what's driving you that we're trying to get to.
0: Okay, so to underline this point before we move on to the next one, what questions could um, an interviewer ask to uncover intrinsic motivations?
1: yeah so i I always think if you could give a bit of yourself so you know if if i'm interviewing somebody and i say you know what what what's your intrinsic motivator and they're like well what do you mean by that say what really drives you and I, i give them a bit of background about what drives me and why it drives me so i'd actually go down that route first of all because you're getting to know them and they're getting to know you um you could actually talk about them talk about what what was the biggest turning point in your sales career that enabled you or in your life that actually got you on this route to sales mm. you know what's been your biggest failure or your biggest rejection you know that's actually got you to that point as well so it's really sort of diving in and then asking them what their goal is where they would like to get to longer term not not necessarily five years but what's the goal where mm. would you like where do you see yourself yeah. because if you understand your goal you're going to understand what your drivers are to help you achieve that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Great. Okay. So on to point three, which is a subject that um is covered in interviews, but again, how much depth is it covered in? It? And that is the um theme of rejection and failure. Now, for me, um, again, when we are taking interview feedback from candidates, we'll ask them, what questions did you ask? What did you think you struggled with? What didn't you? And they'll say, well, ask me, you know, what, give me an example, when I've missed a target, Mm. when I've failed. Um, But what I really look for, and talking personally now from when I'm interviewing, is what was the biggest failure in your life? What is the worst worst time you felt rejection? And you get all types of responses. You get someone who um was dumped from you know, the girlfriend that they've been with for five years. You get some people if you're recruiting at the junior end of the, of the spectrum, people with a lack of less sales experience. Um, they might have played professional sport. Um, I interviewed one one guy a few weeks back, and he played um, professional football all the way up until he was eighteen. He was told that he wasn't big enough. So it's let go. Yeah. Um which is um a really, really painful yeah. um yeah. situation to be in when you've done something that you love and then you told you are actually physically not big enough, you can't yeah. change your physicality.
1: Yeah. So I've interviewed a couple of people like that actually yeah. In, in, from yeah, from the Bristol office and it's Yeah. yeah.
0: What's your take on, on on this subject Tina? What do you think about it? Because for me it's a really important one.
1: Yeah. Do you know, I always remember um, one of the seasons of The Apprentice where they, um, you know, they go out and they have to do like a big training day. And I think they had all of these uh, mds and sales directors and hr directors for all these big corporates and they ran this day and they want they were talking to them about motivation and where it comes from and drive and what's happened and and every did their little talks and one of the contestants spoke about um you know the the worst rejection he'd ever had and, and it was very similar to a sporting one actually and how his life had just been on this one trajectory he was going to be this he was going to be this professional athlete mm. and then it all just crumbled you know it was an injury yeah. and he was just have to come back from it but it was the biggest driver that he'd ever had because that's what pushes him forward now that's why he was on the show that's what he wanted to do he was going to be a you know really make it for himself and become a partner with, with um, Lord Sugar and it was really interesting um I found it a, a he, he was the one that captured everybody and, and the feedback from this guy was superb Yeah. because he had a bit of a story and he, yeah. he was being driven by something. And I think I, I think it's a great question to ask. I think, you know, Mike, we've got to be careful because sometimes people haven't had that adversity, uh, but they're still really good yeah. salespeople and they're yeah. still a great recruit and they could be a great leader. But it's a great question to ask because it just gives you a bit more understanding of an individual because everything ties in that we're talking about emotional intelligence, yeah. motivation, what's been your biggest failure? What's been your biggest rejection? And yeah. and I think it's a great question to ask. I really do.
0: Yeah, I, I have recruited people that um, haven't been able to give the strongest answer to this question, because, you know, fortunately for them, they hadn't been in a situation where they'd felt utter rejection and yeah. utter failure. And there's a lot to be said for that, too. But I do think it is an important um, questions to ask because You're looking about how do people bounce back from it as Absolutely. well. Like what did you do to recover from that in the first few weeks after it? How did yep. it affect you mentally? What did you put in place to overcome it? And then how did you then set a path to move forward from it? Absolutely. So you can well, get it ties back in, doesn't it? From, yeah, yeah. All yeah. ties
1: back into your emotional intelligence, yes, your it drivers. Does. So it, it just, it's, it's such a great thread of questioning Because as we said, you know, at the very beginning, it's it's about having your toolbox, you know, and you're going to have in your toolbox, what do you sell at the moment? Who do you sell to? What's your target? What was your percentage target last year, et cetera, et cetera. But these extra questions, I think, are so important because for the, you know, for the person interviewing, be it the HR director, the hiring managers, the talent leaders, When you walk through that door, you're almost like a jigsaw puzzle. And the aim is to put that jigsaw puzzle together so that they have a complete picture of you to make an informed decision about whether or not you're right for the job and the company and all of their um, uh, great opportunities moving forward. So by asking these extra questions, you're pulling all these pieces together. So you're like, "Yeah, yeah, actually, this person not only can do a great job, they've got experience planning a territory, but they know how to cope with adversity. Yeah, they, they've absolutely. had some big rejections and they've come back from them. They've got that emotional intelligence. They've got the drivers. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's a great question to ask. But obviously, being mindful, not everybody will have that big rejection.
0: No, no, they, 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 they won't. And what 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 we've what we look to do here is really uncover these, these soft skills, the sorts of um, characteristics you can't see on a series. And sometimes absolutely. you don't go deep enough with your question to really extract them from from a candidate. So you know, especially going back to what we said at the beginning of the podcast, um it is a tough market out there at the moment. It is hard to make sales. So we do need salespeople that are uber resilient, have really got them intrinsic motivations and aren't going to get too too low or too high, depending on what's happening to them in in, in their jobs. So absolutely. Cool. Okay, so on to points four. Counter offers. Oh, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so this is where you really need to dig deep for your emotional <laughs> intelligence in sales <laughs> recruitment at the moment. Um, it is um look, the reason that we really wanted to include this on the podcast is because it's um it, it it's it's rife at the moment. Okay. You have a good person working within your business, they come to you, they hand their notice in. Even though there is that part of you that is really disappointed, they've gone out to interviews, they've stood up, they've shook somebody's hand across the desk and said, I'm joining you, you still don't want to lose them because it's just a fact that to recruit somebody in their place is going to be tough because you've got to go out, find the person, train them up, interview them, including some of these soft skills that we're speaking about, make sure they're right and get them on board. So counter offers are big at the moment. So we're talking to a lot of our clients about the fact that Yes, we're doing our part from the moment we interview somebody and they register with us. We're talking to them about what could your company do to keep you? Have you discussed this with your current employer, your reason for leaving? But what we're talking, what we'd like to sort of talk to our clients about today is perhaps having this in your toolbox to ask that candidate to interview, to actually start saying to them, "Okay, let's fast forward because this is going really well. We really like you. We're obviously going to bring you back for a second interview or they're at the second interview. What can your company do to keep you? Because we'd love to get you on board. Yeah, You know, what will the counteroffer be? And the client asking it.
0: Yeah, Um, I think it's a a great point and it can save a lot of pain further down the line and inconvenience. But I think, and I get it, a lot of um, hiring managers and companies feel awkward asking this question and slightly nervous what would you say to those people that are listening to this thinking well I know that's a question I should ask but I've always been a bit scared to go there
1: yeah Um, Yeah. for me um, and doing recruitment for 25 years it's rip that band-aid off don't Mm. ignore the elephant in the room you're going to have to ask it because um, I'm very fortunate. BMS, very fortunate. The clients that we've worked with, where there have been um, a number of counteroffers in the last couple of months, because of, there's still a lack of labour, there's uh, still a shortage of labour in the yeah. in the marketplace. Um, the clients that we dealt with, who unfortunately have had this happen, have been great, and they've got it. And and I have one client at the moment that I'm dealing with, who I've said, gone through this with him, and said, look, don't be afraid to ask. And he's actually saying to potential candidates. OK, so so what would be the situation if your company was to come in with a counteroffer? Yeah. What else have you got on the go? What other opportunities are you going out to? And if anything, you know, when a candidate gives me their feedback from the interview, nobody's being offended by this. They're almost taking it as a buying signal, which it mm. is. You know, yeah. the company is obviously keen on you if they're saying to you, what else you got on the go? What would the counteroffer be? So I think it's it's you know you're going to ask this towards the end of the interview because you're in your mind when you're building up that that picture you're going to be thinking yeah I like this individual they could be right for us yeah so by the time you're asking what else have you got on the go what would the counter offer be that candidate and you have had a good rapport you're going to be you know they're not going to be offended by this they actually can be thinking yeah okay this is a buying signal and that's the feedback I'm getting so don't be afraid to ask it it could eliminate a whole load of pain moving forward if they do take one.
0: Yeah. And um to dovetail on that, when we ask candidates these questions, they more often than not can give you a pretty clear answer as yeah. well as to where they're at and what their current employer could do to keep them as well. Yeah. Um, I think it goes back as well though into the the hiring manager whoever sat in front of that candidate interviewing them, really, really understanding the reasons for leaving. Yes, absolutely. And getting to the bottom of that, if it's a case of get a wishy-washy answer, um, I've got no progression or something like that. Um, well, that is a potential warning sign for a yep. offer because no progression can be sorted quite easily. Um, yep. But there's other reasons for leaving that aren't as easy overcome by their current employer.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's um, it's um a really interesting point because we actually break that down into if somebody is dissatisfied or if they're demotivated. And if somebody is dissatisfied in their role, then those are things that can be turned around. So, um, look, the car I'm getting is just terrible on the tax. It's, you know, it's just not working for me. The benefit in kind is so high. We get them an opportunity, we get them an offer. They go back to their employer. Oh, Mike, why didn't you say something? we'll get you a hybrid your benefit yeah. in kind tax goes right the way down that's your reason for leaving gone yeah and that counter offer is going to be taken so what we're trying to do and this is why we really want to work in partnership with our clients at BMS and you know and hopefully they're finding these these tips really helpful is is for you to be talking to them as well because we'll be talking to them about what their real reasons for leaving are so they want to progress the only way to do that is to move from Manchester to the office in London that's mm. not going to happen the kids are settled in school they're happy there they're their family there they're not going to move that's a genuine reason for leaving yeah. that company cannot satisfy that they cannot turn that demotivator around yeah. so then you 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 keep you, we keep speaking to our candidates about that and that's what a client can do as well when they're talking to them at interview it's being so mindful of those reasons for leaving because that's what we want to do with our clients so that we're working together to make sure that it's being brought up when they're doing the interviews the whole time so is that still the reason for leaving it is. okay that's your first stage so first stage interview you said you're looking to leave because of this this and this is that still the case yes it is we're checking in as well so that when they get the offer they hand the notice in we know that nothing can be done
0: yeah great advice Great advice for, for everyone listening, Tina. Yeah, no, really for that.
1: important at the moment as well. Yeah,
0: it is. It is. We've, we've definitely seen an increase in the the rise of um cancer offers being made by yeah. employers. And um, so last but definitely, definitely not least, the subjects. And again, another awkward one of finding out what other opportunities that that candidate is working towards. And Tina, this was one that you really wanted to bring to the table in this podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and again, so I have another client um, and these clients have been great, I have to say, because, again, the shortage of labour in the market who um, has made an offer, candidate accepted. This was back in uh, May um, and gr- fantastic candidate, great guy. I went through what else you got on the go, um, but didn't once we got the offer, it was all thought we'd all done and dusted the client didn't and unfortunately something else which was bubbling away has come through and they've taken that role and I think you know the the conversations the client and I have had is right when you're interviewing now moving forward because they're seeing some other great people through us is not only what will the counter offer but what other the opportunities you're going out to at the moment where does this one sit within those opportunities and what is it you really like about it so if it's if they say it sits first it's my favorite why what do you like about it and there's nothing wrong with getting an individual to reiterate back to the uh, the hiring managers the talent leaders the sales directors the hr directors why they want to work for that company yeah there's nothing wrong with that of getting them to reiterate back once they've gone through what else they've got on the go but again i understand it, it can be um seen as a bit of a difficult question but you know it it's a fair question. It's a totally mm. fair question. You Chose know, what else are you going out it? to? Yeah absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, take it as a compliment. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you're asking that as a client, you know, you're giving them a buying signal. I like this person here. What else are yeah. you going out to? What other companies are you interviewing with? You know, and if this, sort of, I don't think you'd ever get an individual would turn around and say, why are you asking me that? That's really personal. They would be taking it as a buying signal because these are sales professionals. That would That's be a, a, a in of emotional
0: intelligence.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and also you're missing the buying signal. If they're asking yeah. you, if a client is sat there asking you, it's because they like you, you know, so take it as a compliment.
0: So, so if I'm a, a hiring manager listening to this, what point, at what point of the interview is a good time to ask this type of question.
1: Yeah, so this is at the end. You know, this is as you're Mm -hmm. coming towards the end and you've ascertained um, by building a picture of that individual through asking them the questions about what they're selling, who they sell to, what their understanding of emotional intelligence is, what their intrinsic motivators are. You've gone through all of that and you're getting towards the end. And if you're sitting there thinking, I want this person to come back for a second to I like them. Especially now as we come into holiday season, knowing yeah. that there might be a lag between first and second, you know, so starting to say towards the end. OK, I'd love to get you back in for a second or, you know, um, we're, we're, we're probably going to sort out a second through the agency, perhaps. What other things have you got on the go at the moment? What, what other mm. interviews have you got coming up? When When are they coming up? You know, and then what, what's the counteroffer going to be? But to ask it towards the end when you've built that rapport, definitely. But also when you've built up the understanding if you'd like to bring them back as well. Because you're not going to ask it if you're not going to bring somebody back.
0: OK, so let's pretend I'm a candidate and you ask me what else we've got going on. I say, well, I've got um, the opportunity for yourselves. I've got two other interviews, first stages next week, um, similar types of jobs, different industry sector. What would a good follow-up question be off the back Okay, of
1: that? so look, um, I appreciate you've got these other opportunities on the go. Where would you say that we rate in comparison to those roles and get them to try start thinking about it and then yeah. say, okay, so, so what is it do you think you would like about working here? What is it about the role and my business that you really like? And yeah. get them to reiterate it back to you. And yeah. you might have somebody actually turn around, Mike, and say, do you know what? really sorry it's probably not going to be quite right for me but then at least yeah. you know you yeah. know but but talk to them about that because you know you're not going to get them to probably say well look I've got this with I don't know Bristol so and so next week at 3 p.m. and it's doing this but you, what you want to do is get them thinking about your role and what they like about your role and where you, they could go within your company and get them to think about where perhaps it would rate in comparison as well
0: yeah and um... If, if if we're just being totally balanced about it as well and the candidate was to turn around and say well actually at the moment it's probably you know ranking just second against mm-hmm. another opportunity it's a great chance for the, the interviewer to find out what it is about this other role that makes it rank slightly higher it could be that there's some information that hasn't been shared with the candidate in that interview maybe in how they get their leads or how they how they um, manage their time, etc., that that interview can then share with the candidate, and it makes it up there absolutely number one,
1: absolutely. And it's and it's all about working in partnership with our clients, so that rather than just us saying this to them, the clients saying this to them. So it's coming from I don't want to say the horse's mouth, so to speak, but it's coming from the source. <laughs> it's coming yeah. from the, the source as to why it would be great for that individual to join that business
0: yeah and finishing on the note of working in partnerships with our clients thinks a good way to end this podcast so hopefully everyone that's listening to it has found something useful and some takeaways from that. Tina, thank you for joining us. It's been great to have you on and for for kicking off this season too. Um, Thank you. So again, thank you to everyone that has tuned in for this episode. We will be live with another episode again next week when my colleague Rob Coombs will be joining the podcast and we'll be doing a deep dive into counter offers and candidate management after the contract has been signed which again is a extremely important topic see you next week so that wraps up another episode of the recruitment roundup podcast thank you very much for listening to the show to watching the show and um, we really appreciate your support it would be absolutely fantastic um if you could give us a rating on Apple, on Spotify, give us a review. Um, Any feedback really, really helps and is massively appreciated. So thank you once again for joining us and we will hopefully see you again next week.